I don't know why I hate saying this every time. You Luther hate Gears saying Club. it? Yeah, it's so dumb. No! It's not what? dumb. It's like, I wish we could just record it once and just play the same thing every time. No, 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 no. It's so much better that it's different every Welcome time. Welcome to the Gear Slum. Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I am Aaron. That is Cole. That is Phil. <laughs> this is a podcast. You are listening what? to this podcast. We are the hosts of this podcast. Did you say all the right parts? Which parts? Oh. We slum it hard, so you don't have to. Thank you. I'm leaving all of that in, by the way. Good. I, all right. Good. All right. So, Cole, what's yeah. new? It's December. <laughs> Happy December, guys. Oh, wait. Last week was December, too, actually. It's, it's the second week of December. Happy it's second been week December of December. It's December for a week. Happy it's almost, almost uh, Pearl Harbor Day, maybe. Happy almost Trump is our president. Ooh, oh, right yeah. Back. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Aaron's going to go kill get, himself now that you brought that get up. Get excited. So let's talk about uh, we have stickers for sale. We didn't mention that in the last episode, and we didn't give shout outs to everyone who bought them. So, Ugh. okay. Who? So I can't remember who. I can't remember who we talked about. I think we talked about uh, the last person we talked about was Tyson. Okay. But at any rate, John Swenson bought some, Esteban Vasquez, Jim Woodard, Matt Waltz, Justin Porter, Joey Chamblay, <laughs> and uh, Steve Rao even bought some. Wow. Make sure to not send them to Steve. I'm not, Yeah, I'm going to wait like three weeks to send them to Steve. Yes. And when wait, make sure that when he wait till he asks, hey, I haven't gotten my stickers yet, that then you say comment immediately and say, really, you haven't gotten the stickers yet. (laughs) That's shocking. And then wait another then wait another three weeks. (laughs) And as a as kind of a funny side note, uh, so I, I won't call anyone out in particular, but somebody ordered stickers and they didn't use PayPal gift, which is like, <laughs> it doesn't really make a huge difference. It only, it, but it costs us like 50 cents in fees. So I thought it would be funny to, but the bigger thing is that the money isn't available immediately. It has to be like processed because there's the protection and all that stuff. Okay. So I thought it would be really funny to, and, and you have to mark it as processed or shipped or whatever. So I marked it as shipped and I put for the tracking number, uh, PayPal gift, damn it. Like in all caps. <laughs> I thought it would be like a funny thing and haha, they'd get it and have a good laugh. The The funnier aspect of that is that the way that PayPal knows when to release your money is that they actually track it based on the tracking info you give them. Okay. So because there wasn't a valid tracking number, now the money's on hold till like the middle of December. Oh, no. <laughs> so that kind of backfired on me, which is... It's pretty funny. I thought you were going to say that whenever anybody uh, doesn't do gift, that you cut 50% off. 
No, sorry. Wait, it would be like twenty five percent off. Yeah, off of the sticker. Off of one of the stickers, or actually just yeah. stick one of the stickers to the envelope or something like that, so they can't use it. No, I think it would be awesome because then then make it a thing that like people can buy a bunch of the twenty five percent of the stickers. Oh yeah. Of course, then the shipping, you know, shipping will kill us. <laughs> but at any rate, if you want stickers, just PayPal $5 to the gear slum at Buy some stickers! That was really loud, Aaron. I think they're... Sorry. Uh, they actually turned out really good. A lot of people have seen them, have you seen, and you've seen pictures of them, but the, the colors on them look uh, really good. Yeah, I think... You just did a good job on them. I, it's, I'm incredibly happy with them. What's I, what I marvel at is that I designed it with apps on my phone. Yeah, and that you guys, you guys were like, "Hey, this is kind of blurry. Can you fix this?" And then I'd be like, "Oh," and then I'd figure out some MacGyvery way to like make it higher resolution. And then I yeah. kept going like this, like that, and you're like, "Nope, better." And then I'd be like, okay, what about this? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fine. And that that is the actual logo that, yeah. that we use for everything and that you sent in to get those stickers made. And they look like – they don't yeah, look like, like some idiot made them on his phone. Yeah, they look like they could have been potentially like professionally done by somebody who knows actually knows what they're doing. Right. <laughs> Which I don't think anyone would would make that mistake about our podcast, for example. But that should be one of our mottos. Actually, I hear that a lot. People say those guys seem to know what they're doing. I'm surprised that those guys seem to. They're not talking about us, but they seem to say. know what they're doing. <laughs> you just hear that phrase said often. Yeah, I hear that phrase occasionally <laughs> in different contexts. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you immediately go, "Oh, they must be talking about me." It yeah. is. It is I funny though because apparently people think we know what we're doing because there have been a few people lately who have started their own podcasts, and I get quite right. a few. I get quite a few messages <laughs> from people asking like, "Hey, how do you fix this thing on your feet, or how do you do this or that?" And uh, it's like, I don't know. We've only been doing this for like four months, you know. Collectively, we have we have about a year of experience collectively. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, in podcasting. What I like is that. Oh, never mind. There have been some legitimate interactions that we've had online with people that have assumed that we are legitimate podcasters, <laughs> and then they, and then yes. they do they do ten seconds of homework, and then we don't get any <laughs> we don't get any callbacks. Yeah. We were or, we hook uh, them, we hook them, but we have a hard time reeling them in. It was we were a little frustrated when we asked for an interview with somebody, and they said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> What's your podcast called? I'll go listen to a couple episodes, and we were like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> right." We're gonna we're gonna need you to sign on, and we never did. Blind faith, but but I'm but I'm also I'm also referring to me making the joke of look at us industry, uh, <laughs> industry professionals. Yeah, look at uh, look at all of us industry professionals horsing around together, and then the legitimate <laughs> industry professional in that thread actually went back and like looked at my Facebook feed. <laughs> like he looked at my, my page to see like, so what, what does this quote unquote yeah. industry professional actually do? 
and and then saw that I I don't do anything. I I a bunch of idiots. It's and then yeah, the true the true irony, or maybe not irony, but you know the the funny aspect of all that is that the one aspect of our entire sort of organization that does seem professional is the logo, which you designed on your phone, which still baffles my mind. That's good. It, it baffles. It baffles my boggle. Do you guys ever play boggle? Do you remember that game? Dude, it boggles I, my baffles. I'm way good at that game. Because it's, because I, it's like, <laughs> relatively well-known words. I'm not good at Jeopardy or at uh, what's the Boulder Dash? Is that the <laughs> other one? Oh, are you talking no, what's about what's like the Scrabble? words of friends? Yeah, Scrabble. I'm not good. Oh, at Jenga. Yeah, I'm not good I'm at Jenga because I don't know obscure words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, what is a Jenga? I should mention with the stickers. Uh, shout out to my brother Clint Duke. He. Uh, he ordered. He always buys Lim- crap on, limited time. Yeah, he always buys crap on AliExpress, which is like that's where you buy like you know counterfeit guitars, basically, um, <laughs> if, if you want them. But he buys. It's like, like the dark web. Yeah, but, yeah, like one step away from like learning how to build a bomb or whatever. <laughs> um, and he bought all these gemstone picks, and so he he bought them with his uh, like with his marketing budget or whatever. So. He's throwing in his business card and everything, but that that's kind of his like Christmas card from his business side. But I'm gonna throw one of those in for everyone who buys stickers from now on until we're all out. And 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 we've already sent them to the people who already bought stickers. So, so did you send yeah. them to to me and Aaron? Uh, no, you didn't buy stickers. You, you oh. received stickers, but you didn't buy them. So, oh, hmm, uh, hmm, interesting. We'll have to figure that. We'll have to figure that out. <laughs> Just put, it on, pretty... just put it on my tab. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> a little um, inside joke for people. <laughs> I'm the curtain. Just, uh, you won't have to pay for posting if you just hang on to it and for a couple months. And then you'll see us in person. Yeah, that's what I'm planning to do. Just bring some to NAM. I'll probably just bring whatever we have left to NAM and just uh, give them to people or whatever. That's what I'm going to so do. So what colors... They're kind of, they're a couple of them. Like the most striking color is the turquoise ones. It's like, so they're made out of gemstones. So the turquoise ones are just like very. But are they really, or are they just colored glass? No, I think, I think they're actually, cause it's not like, it's not like they're valuable gemstones. Like I don't think turquoise is particularly valuable. It's just nice looking, you know? Um, and then there's other ones that are, you know, they're they're actual stones, but I don't they're not actual like, you know, rare or valuable stones. But one of them looks like yeah. it could be like granite or marble or something like that. There's some that are kind of like a tan color. I mean, they're cool and they're nice. You should you they're should post like some two... pictures. Go ahead. What? You should post some pictures where you could actually see cuz it just looked like a pile of cards with plastic picks that's what like the the picture that that he posted that's what it looks like (coughs) it does say gemstone picks i'll do a live stream or something yeah but that could have been like a brand or something i'll do a live stream of it or something like that (laughs) it does say it does say gemstone (laughs) it does i mean it does it does say it well they are gemstones that's what they're 
Like gemstone isn't plastic. Phil. Okay. But yeah, so all uh <laughs> so that was kind of a cool thing. They're almost like too rounded though. Remember how we had that whole discussion about picks being beveled and how it can help with pick noise and stuff like that when you don't have a sharp edge. These are like they're really thick and then the edges are like completely rounded, so you almost can't get like a hard like an actual hard attack out of it. Maybe That's it was weird. just the one that I had tried, but uh, they're very rounded and polished and everything. So, hmm. anyways, that seems so, yeah, to be typical uh, of stone picks. I think. Yeah, I think well, right. they have to do it that way, otherwise they'd chip really easily. Right, uh, exactly. It would chip. Yeah. Cool. So cool. Hmm. On oh, speaking of speaking of getting random extra little things in the mail, I just want to give a shout out to Clifton. Uh, he's the man. You know, we Cliff Tone. We gave him a hard time when he first joined the group, but uh, to his credit, he's he's hung in there, and I feel like he's a big part of the culture of the group. You know, so so shout out to him, Clifton Whirly Gig, Clifton Whirly Gig. So, anyways, so yeah. All right, so should we call it a yeah, call it get a up, get up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys? Yeah, today is. December 8th, <laughs> which means it is only two weeks until Christmas. And Pearl two Harbor weeks. Day? What day is Pearl it's, Harbor Day? Uh, it's like a 20 something. 9th, I think. Is it 9th? December 7th. I was close. Oh. December 7th. Yeah, 7th. So, if, okay, you live so west, you... if you live west of the mountain time zone, then you'll actually get this on Pearl Harbor Day. Hmm. So we've uh so December eighth, that means I'm two weeks away from finishing with student teaching. It also means yeah, let's not talk about that again. Okay, that's it. It also means <laughs> sorry. Pull it together. <laughs> this whole the whole it also the whole point means of this podcast is to distract you from that noise. Yeah, that's true. So let's stop talking <laughs> Don't bring about that it. Mess but, in here. Okay, but it also means December eighth means we are one exactly one week away from December Rogue 15th. One, y'all. Rogue uh, One. Rogue that One. That is that is a factually accurate statement. What's Rogue One? Rogue. Is that like some oh, Star Wars you. thing or something? Yes. Star Wars. Rogue is that One. A new Star Wars movie? Yes, it's like Cole. A, it's like a fake Star Wars movie. It's not fake. Okay, is it it's number? Real. Is it number it, eight? No, that's what I'm saying. No. It's not like it's number, part of the series. It's number 3.5. Oh, is this the one where Chewbacca dies? No. No, that's this, no. It's neither of those. It's like earlier, isn't it? It's 3.5. It's between three and four. Okay. Oh, 3.5. Okay. So it's a prequel. It's a prequel to the sequels. It's, it's a prequel post, to it's the a sequel. It's a sequel it's a to the prequel. Prequels. Prequel to the it's original a, series. It's a, sequel yeah, it's a to sequel to the secondary prequel series. Correct. And completely unrelated to what's happening now. So what well, is we, it? Don't except, we don't know. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. That it happened previous to it. I'm saying time wise. It's not time related to this one. I wonder except that it happened earlier. Do you think they were surprised at how successful Star Wars was last year? No. no. They couldn't have they been, bought, right? They spent, There's no way. I They spent like $3 billion yeah. to purchase Star Wars. LucasArts. And 
yes. Well, and they got, yes, and they, exactly. got Lucas, they got Lucasfilm and Lucas Arts and everything. So, but the mm-hmm. games that weren't that lucrative at that point. So, do they have Indiana Jones too? Uh, oh, I I, I know that they. Um, you know like, what was they do? The last Indiana they Jones do. movie was that a was that a Disney movie? The Skull one, Kingdom of the whatever. But no, that but was that, that came that was before that came out before the acquisition. That was before. Okay, I that was I like did. that was more than ten years ago. I read no. that they're talking. Yes, yep. it was close to ten. There's years no ago. way it was more than ten years ago. No, no, no. It was. It was within the last ten years. You're right. It was within the last ten years. Oh, 2008. Okay, so it was eight years ago. Uh, I guess that is kind of a long time ago. So uh, I nearly ten. I want to say that I, I I thought that I read that they were asking Lucas, or that Lucas was saying, "Hey." Do you want any of my tips on on uh, in the writers' room for uh, like, where I nah. think where, where Indiana Jones should go? And they're like, "No, we're we're good. No, we got it." And he's like, "Well, whatever," <laughs> yeah. which is which is exactly what happened with uh, Episode Seven. They were like, "He's like, hey, I've got some really great ideas. I think um, I should." I should like, sit yeah, down with the. You saw those in the prequels, bro. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "No, we're we're good. We got it." I think we've seen all we need to see. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. We need. I'm saying that's what they told him. That's what they told Lucas. Oh. oh. Settle down. Settle down, Phil. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, I don't yes. really care. I'll I'll be honest with you, Phil, and this is probably gonna. This is probably going to affect your opinion of me and all the listeners, too. So we're recording this on Black Friday. And I don't know if any of you guys know what just came out today. Uh, but they just released a new season of the Gilmore Girls. Oh, the new one. <laughs> and I actually knew I actually knew more about that coming out than this whatever Star Wars thing you're talking about, Phil. <laughs> That's Take that. pretty awful. Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> okay, so a year in the post, life it's called. Oh yeah, because so it's four, it's got, four episodes, uh, and there's like one for each season of the year. Again, I know more about this than I should. <laughs> so, nice. so we've got so between the three of us, sixty-six point six of us play squires. One hundred percent of us love Jesus, and it's sounding like it's thirty-three point three percent of us love star wars yeah and then maybe 33.3 percent love gilmore girls i like star wars i don't love star wars okay like i own zero star wars themed things but i have seen all the movies when will you see rogue one that's my level of involvement probably in theaters Nice. If it's something, if it's something I can take my kids to, I'll probably see it in the theater. Did you take your kids to see episode seven? Yeah. Okay. And they liked it. Well, I'm sure they're, I'll, I'll do some kind of family outing. It was kind of on the so. edge of what they would, uh, you know, they were they were kind of freaked out. It, it is pretty dark, and I won't give any spoilers, but there's a character who dies, and they were pretty broken up about it. <laughs> Me too. It's on Solo. <laughs> Han Solo is the character who dies. 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Aaron has already spoiled. <laughs> he's already said Han Solo dies on this. Oh, yeah, we did like on like episode <laughs> two or whatever. That was literally my favorite moment of this podcast. <laughs> Han Solo was murdered by his son Kylo Ren. <laughs> ben that Solo. That's a big spoiler. <laughs> just now, that one, that one sentence spoils like the entire movie. Not just how Han Solo died, but the fact that uh, Kylo Ren is his son. Uh, yeah. Now. <laughs> Uh, the I, guys, the movie came out a year ago. If you complain about spoilers right. in this episode, I'll ban you from yes. the group permanently. Yeah, that agreed. brings me to a good point, though. That brings me to a good point because I want to talk about the year in review because it's December eighth okay. now. It's almost over. <laughs> we basically have two more weeks of the year left. Right. So let's talk about you it. You should talk about I want it. To talk about your phone, though. I want to talk about favorite moments. <laughs> I want to talk about favorite podcast moments mm-hmm. i want to talk about favorite guitar moments no honestly favorite though aaron you need to get on your phone gear moments i'm literally two inches away from my phone i know you were not you are but you were, you not, were not before <laughs> five seconds ago you were not five seconds I was ago three inches away thank you okay that, that makes time. a huge difference hey continue you want to talk about what else everything favorite everything moments of this year okay Favorite related fast to food, the podcast. Favorite fast food of the year. No. no, I will just say this right now. Anybody who likes the McRib can just go punch yourself in the penis <laughs> as hard as you can. What if it's a woman who likes the McRib? Don't be yeah. Punch someone else in the penis. <laughs> Find the nearest penis and punch it so, as hard as you can. I'll I'll tell you my favorite fast food of the year. Was Burger King and they stopped doing it, but they had the four, the five for four dollar mm-hmm. special. Oh, they were nice. trying to rip off Wendy's, and it was way better than Wendy's. And then they stopped doing it. I'll tell you what my favorite fast food moment of this year was. I went to I played an open not an open mic but like a little acoustic set. Afterwards, I went to In and Out, and for the first time in my life, I ate a four by four, mm-hmm. and it was freaking delicious. I'm I'm partial to a four by three. Actually, I feel like I'm par- just, I like the three by three. Just one less slice of cheese. Mm-hmm. I feel like four slices of cheese is just a little excessive. Right. What's your favorite fast food moment, Phil? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, what's the the Taco Bell uh, the spicy Dorito. Oh, the uh, Locos Taco. Yeah, that one. But if you say if you get a a double decker taco, uh huh, right? But have uh, it with yeah. the uh, put it inside. Oh my gosh, so good. Nice. I think we've actually had this conversation because that does sound amazing. It does. Maybe we have. People talk bad about Taco Bell a lot. Taco Bell, dude. I, mean, I feel awful, the same way. I feel so the same good. way about McDonald's. I like McDonald's. Me, me too. I love McDonald's. The the two for two fifty is like fire. Yeah. <laughs> Plus McDonald's fries are still some of the best. I'd Agreed. much rather have McDonald's fries than In and Out fries, for example. McDonald's yeah. oh. literally has the best fries in the world. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. In They're it, so good. Aaron, I don't know. In and out fries louder, but it's I'm happy. 
Get I enough picked fries. up my phone and put it on I'm going to I'm going to Oh my I'm god. I'm going to go out on a limb. Now you stopped. <laughs> I know this is going to make people mad, kind of like uh what uh Cole said about Gilmore Girls, but I really dislike In-N-Out fries. They always they always make yeah, me they're mad. Gross. They're like And here's why. Soggy. First of all, I and I get it. Like they're the best quality. They're not frozen. They're sure. cooked. They're cooked right on the spot. But there's in all of that like high qualityness, they're dropping off and neglecting something I like to refer to as taste. Flavor. And yeah. um, and it's not I, I'm not getting the same experience. Like Cole said, McDonald's fries, the best. In and out it and, has the, the PRS of French fries. Yeah, they're, they're completely <laughs> characterless. <laughs> they're handcrafted, but, high quality, but no character. Although I always no get character. I always get mine my fries well done at In and Out. Does that make them better? They fry them twice. Ooh. So they're like crispy and they have more flavor. So they actually oh. taste like fries instead of just strips of potato? Yes. Hey, and then you, you know, put a little bit of salt on them, and they're pretty good. You know what else? They're still not like McDonald's level, but they're pretty good. You know what else pisses me off about In-N-Out fries? Is why why are they all one inch long? Have you noticed this? Yes. They're all one inch long. And you know what? I, so the other day, I was at In-N-Out with my kid, my three-year-old, and I'm like... <laughs> Just to make time pass, I just like try to, and you know, it's just kind of good for him. I like, I try and explain things, like, I point stuff out and try and explain it. So I'm like pointing out, I go, See, these people are they're making your cheeseburger right now. And I'm pointing, and then I go, And see, those people they're making the french fries. And as I'm saying it, I'm watching this 19 year old girl, like, like a machine, she's throwing potatoes into the, into the thing that chops them into fries. Uh-huh. It's like a plunger, right? And yeah. it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm watching her. I'm like, that's why their fries are all one inch long because they refuse to put the potato upright in the fry cutter. Oh. They put it lengthwise. Oh, that's a good. I never noticed that because yeah, the, get the places fries. that I've seen where they where they cut their own potatoes, they put it upright and it's like a little tube, you know? Yes. It's a big long, it's the length of the potato, but at in and out yeah. they're always, they're never the length of the potato. They're always the width of the potato or shorter. It's because what a bunch they're of freaking idiots. Yeah, exactly. They're hucking the potato into the machine and then they, they slam it down and huck another one, slam it down, huck another one, slam it down. And it saves them. They're just hucking like, and slamming. Hucking and slamming. Hucking and they're and slamming those stupid it, huckers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it probably saves them like uh a solid like three four seconds. million dollars a year probably <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah in potatoes it, it, <laughs> <laughs> because it takes them a, it would take a little bit more time right it probably take three four seconds more to hold the potato upright and then like s- get it set and then slam it down and if I if I were the manager of an in and out, I would say, listen, you guys, I I don't care about the profit margin. We've got to have long French fries. That's what the people want. All right, <laughs> it's true. That's what they want. I just don't I just don't think in and out's that great, and it's always <laughs> they're always. Slow. 
All right. And so I have, favorite fast food. I have an in and out like five minutes from my house, and they and I never go there. Have Have you ever had animal what style? Was your yes. Have you had animal style fries? Favorite. Aaron, continue. <laughs> okay, thank you. What was your favorite podcast moment that you of something you said? If you can remember, <laughs> think back. Probably burping and slurping, I guess. Nice. That's a good one, Phil. Uh, no idea. I don't know. What do you guys think? We'll talk about that next. Um, mine is, like I said, the, the Han Solo spoiler. <laughs> because at yeah, the time, it was good. only like three or four weeks after the movie came out. <laughs> or no, it wasn't. It would have been months, right? Yeah, it was we, just, we, we started... It was it was several months, but still, it was pretty funny. Yeah, well, it was funny. Ar- it's arguably one of the greatest like spoiler kind of moments in recent history. And oh yeah, totally. So so you were yeah. you were saying it, it was like it was like right when or right before the DVDs came out. We we started the Get podcast in the summer. <laughs> Sorry, the love of all that is holy. It is directional <laughs> and it is it, it is, is proximity effect. Literally in front of my face. Aimed at your face. It is one Aaron, digit of my thumb length away from my mouth. Aaron, here's what we need you to do. Grab a baseball yes. cap. Okay? No. Put the baseball cap on your head. Then take your phone, put a little bit of duct tape on the back of the of the phone, and then tape the other half of the duct tape onto the bill of the hat so the phone hangs straight in front of your face. And then problem solved what if i just talk like this <laughs> that's fine as long as you stay there all right yeah, this is good to hear you breathe too phil phil's just so pleased right now it's, that it's got it's got that I have someone else that's getting yelled the added at benefit <laughs> yes i am i am i love this now i apologize to phil for all the poor treatment you've received from cole over the last several weeks for me for both of us <laughs> All right, what's your favorite moment from the podcast of what someone else said or did? Gosh, there's uh I think it was probably honestly the last uh last episode when <laughs> when we were trying to talk about those TC electronic pedals without Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And then you came back at that the was exact pretty good. time. Like the timing of it just worked out. That perfectly. was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of my favorite uh, yeah. moments. That well, was pretty good. To that, it was pretty good. I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I feel awesome. like every time Cole, every time you you release an episode, I re-listen the next morning, and then I I text you guys things that that any of us yeah. said that make me laugh out loud, even though I was there when we recorded it. And yeah, and every episode there's something that makes me laugh pretty hard. And I, but now I'm not thinking of anything. But really, it's every episode. I, I really I liked Doss um, toothbrush was good. <laughs> yeah, and so some of the early ads were good. Like that one was good. Um, we talked about Honey Noni sauce was pretty good. That episode one. Honey Noni was good. That yeah, one that hasn't. Was episode one. <laughs> Honey Noni hasn't come up in a long time. Wait, what was that? No. What What was it for real? <laughs> I don't know. What, oh, what it was, was H H one N one. Yeah, we were talking about swine. It was flu. the the swine flu. Yeah, <laughs> and then someone said Honey Noni, 
It looks like you could pronounce it Hody yeah. Doty, and then that turned into it sounds like a Hawaiian, like yeah. some kind of a Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. sauce that you'd put on poi. Or no, the... it'd be like a Hawaiian drink that they would build an MLM around. <laughs> yeah, because there's literally when... an MLM in Utah called Tahitian Noni. <laughs> Tahitian, Tahitian Noni. Yeah, because Noni is when like we read Noni. when we when we read the actual like ad copy from Columbia House. <laughs> yeah, that was, was pretty, pretty good too. Why? Okay, hang on a second. Colo- and you, we kept saying Colombian House. <laughs> Why are we? We meaning Phil. Yeah, me. Yeah. Why, why are we? This is like one of those weird sitcoms where they, where there's just like, hey, remember that time when this happened? And then they cut to that clip. Why are we doing yeah. that right now? That's part of the year in review. All right, next. Uh, oh, next topic. year in review. Okay, right. Okay, so Tell here's. Your... Okay. So uh, I think it was. Oh crap! Now I'm now I'm forgetting who it was. I think it was Jim Woodard who asked in the group about counterfeit guitars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and like the effect they had because because we were just talking about how Clint buys all that crap on AliExpress. He never buys any counterfeit guitars, but do you guys see a lot of counterfeit guitars? I don't really see that as a big issue. Um, that much. I never see counterfeit guitars. I don't I, think like it's not a thing that I come across a lot. When I first started listening to Sixty Cycle Hum, I remember them talking about how some horrible people will take. Um, squires and uh they they will do like a couple things to make it pass for like the average casual buyer to make it look like it's an american strat and they spend just a couple hundred bucks and then they'll sell it they'll try and sell them for way more money even though they they spent and i i i mean i i didn't know that was a thing I think what he's talking about is like you can buy an actual counterfeit Gibson that says Gibson on the headstock and says right Gibson custom shop on the case and whatever. Yeah. But I think they're so easy to spot now and especially with all the weird crap Gibson's doing now. Like that's part of the reason they changed the lineup so much is to to discourage counterfeiters because the counterfeiters were basically like they're basically building them in Epiphone factories. Like mm-hmm. after hours or whatever, and so they <laughs> after hours or something. I like I don't know how to you know how it all works, but like they were getting the same parts as Epiphones and stuff. So who knows? Yeah, I don't see it that much. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I obviously it's a thing that happens. I I didn't know that that was like a big. I feel deal, like where you but... might see it is if like you ran a music store. Or at a pawn shop or something, you might see people like bringing them in to sell to you. But yeah, yeah, because I'll see videos, I'll see YouTube videos like that where it's like, yeah, this guy brought this guitar in, and I had to break the news to him or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 You see how this line goes this way instead of that way? That means it's that means it's a fake. It means it's not worth a thousand dollars. What? You see how this looks like crap? Because it is. I think. I think part of it. I think the bigger issue is for the manufacturers because it's. I don't think it really cuts into used sales that much. I think people, right, when it comes down to paying five thousand dollars for a Les Paul custom or four hundred or whatever, mm-hmm. like you're gonna you're gonna buy the one that's four hundred that says Gibson on the headstock. But if it's used, like I could see maybe it it might be a little bit harder to sell your high end guitars used because there are counterfeits out there that people choose over that. But I don't know. 
but the, the guy who's buying a four hundred dollar Chinese knockoff was never going to buy a five thousand dollar Gibson anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like it dilutes like, the brand, I guess. But it's like when they try to say that. It's like when bands try to sue for damages for every copy of their song that was downloaded or whatever. And it's like, not everyone was <laughs> yeah, going to buy your album. I was, was never going to buy your album. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's especially weird. if it was a Metallica album. Right, especially that. Because I can just listen to K-Rock and hear the whole thing every day. (laughs) I can hear the Black Album nonstop. Is that what they're playing on K-Rock now? I have no idea. Um, Better Black Album, Metallica or Jay-Z? I don't know Jay-Z that well, so I'd have to say Metallica. Mm. Someone got their Um, table sock on? (laughs) Sorry. It's Aaron. It's definitely Aaron this time. Yeah, I'm that sure. was not not me. <laughs> Better black album, Metallica or Jay Z? I I I don't know. I mean, all right, it's Jay Z, but <laughs> okay. I actually nice do try. like the I actually do like the black album, but I don't like anything else from Metallica. I've never. This is gonna sound stupid, but I've never really listened to like their earlier stuff. I always tell myself I should, but I never do. I just don't really care but that here- much, I guess. So this brings up one of my pet peeves, and I know this is a total tangent, but someone someone posted that picture from Kirk Hammett that said roast my board, which is kind yeah. of it's funny. hilarious in some ways. Um, but then, so a couple people posted and were like, yeah, he's an idiot or whatever, you know, just saying whatever. And then somebody commented, LOL, all the Metallica hate baffles me. And this happens on a lot of threads. Oh, where yeah. it's like, yes. Nobody was hating on Metallica, and then someone comes in, and and you see that on all, you know, like you saw that on the T1M thread before it went off the rails, and you see it on on lots of boutique builders where it's like people are just sort of discussing it, and then they're like, oh, I don't get all the, I can't believe everyone's hating on X or Y, and it's like nobody, but, <laughs> like, but yeah. this is the same, this is the same conversation we had about the Strymon Riverside. It's like somebody says, I'm just not sure I could, I could ever buy. Bro, step off. Justify, Why are you hating? I could ever justify buy, uh, buying a drive pedal for $300, and then somebody else goes, LOL, why do people hate on Stry- Strymon so much? What? <laughs> I Okay, Yeah. I don't know why you're saying hate. I, like, I'm, this is a legitimate concern that I would say about any pedal anywhere. It has nothing to do with Strymon. It's not specific to Strymon, which is what you're implying I'm doing, and it's not. Yeah. All right, year in review. What's your favorite pedal release that you do not own? Like the most interesting pedal release that you don't own or you didn't get? Um, hmm. I guess the Riverside. For me, the the one, oh, the Riverside. That's what you would like want to have. No, wait. You or said, you're most intrigued by. You you didn't say most want to have. You said interesting. That yeah, you that's don't the own. one that you're most interested in, or interested. Oh by. wait, that uh, you did not word it that way. Okay, why is uh, that interesting? Let me ask you that. I find I find it interesting. <laughs> okay, what about it is interesting <laughs> to you? I I hope I hope that it is it is a good pedal. I I think it's I find it very interesting that you know. People crap on digital drive pedals, right? Like that's the thing that nobody 
that most most people will argue it, you can't do it well. Um, and I I'm I I don't want one, but I think it would be cool if they if they do make if it turns out that it's like that it's actually really good. It's not a digital drive pedal though. It's it's mostly analog. Yeah, it's like both, but yeah, it has some digital controls and things, but the, the actual drive circuit is, is mostly analog. Hmm. So, but like with presets and all that kind of jazz, like what's Aaron? Aaron, all we yeah. can hear is you breathing. <laughs> yeah. So the presets, like the controls themselves, are digital, but the circuit isn't digital. So it's like it's digitally turning knobs for you and stuff, but it's not. It's not hmm. digitizing the audio signal. I think it does have some digital drive components in it. Yeah, but it's mostly it's mostly analog, I think. Okay, that's fair. All right. I mean, I'm sure it probably is, but which I think is smart for them because if they would have gone full digital, I think people would have freaked out. Hmm. I mean, they still would have bought it, but they would have cried about it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it does. So it has like a JFET front end, which is analog, and then it has DSP for some of the gain stages. So yeah, it is like it, it looks it's like it's basically like, like running a pedal in front of a modeler. Hmm. Probably, yeah. Kind of thing. Okay, it sounds so. good to my ear. I mean, not it doesn't sound interesting to me. None of the sounds that I heard out of it were like cool or like oh that's. That's cool. Like I like that, but it sounded good. Honestly, maybe I'm just like cynical or burned out on pedals or something like that, but it's like most I don't know. Pedals fit into a couple categories and after that they all sound pretty similar. Like something like the Pelotar is cool yeah, because it, because it's giving you completely different controls or like mm-hmm. the Harbinger because it has the you know, the actual booster cut that you can change frequency and stuff. Did like you that. buy that? Like, you bought that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is you kind of a bummer. Yeah. I still have it. And they have the, they just have like a 20% off thing for black Friday, oh, which is a bummer. Of course. Um, but, but yeah, and so then I think, he has that new architect V2, which seems, I mean, it's not, it's still a clone clone, but it's got like three band EQ now, which is kind of cool. Right. Yeah, that's that's where I think the bigger like the bigger difference comes in how you can control the you know the spectrum yeah. and different things like that. But it's like right. I can't imagine going going to a demo of an overdrive pedal and being like, Oh, that sounds the sound of that blew me away or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's right. true. But well yeah. So I'm I'm really keen on keen on like I'm some weird guy. Anyway, I'm I'm really in- interested in like, so the Ruby red from JHS, I thought was a cool thing because I've been kind of considering and thinking about um, a super bolt anyway, but having the boost so you can kind of fuzz it out is like a cool thing for me. Um, yeah. But, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Yep. Ruby, 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 Ruby. <laughs> that is completely accurate. Um, this, okay. That your review topic wasn't very good. Um, you're in review. No, what else can we review for the year? I don't. I don't know. What was your biggest? What was your biggest flip? Did you guys do much flipping? <laughs> you do flipping, do you? Well, my biggest flip wasn't really a flip, but 
I did sell all every single one of my pedals and brought, bought all brand new pedals, which was kind of a flip for me. Yeah, that's true. That was big. Which is fun. And I love my board like so much now, except I still don't care about the RV5. Um, I want to sell it. I bought it because I thought I wanted a reverb pedal and I never use it. <laughs> yeah, it's reverb just... pedals just aren't like fun, you know? Like, yeah, I, I guess that's probably I won't true. I argue that they're not useful because I'm sure they're useful for some people, but they're not just like fun to mess around with, you know? Oh, see, I, it's I one of those it's, things where I think they're it's a freaking not blast. Like, it's not wild enough. Like, if it was like a, a big sky or a blue sky where it gets totally washy and crazy, I feel like I would like it more. Um, but it's it's just like a lot of basic. Like, it takes a basic sound and expands it long. It lengthens it, but it doesn't get like interesting. So that pedal is not fun to me, but I I can see other reverb pedals being fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. Okay, Cole. What's your biggest flip of the year? Uh, I'm looking back. 2016. Through, I'm looking back through my notes. It probably has to be that white Les Paul that I had bought and sold twice. <laughs> I don't think that can be topped. <laughs> so that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm going back through my notes. What you paid five hundred for it? No, so I paid I I I bought it for six fifty originally, and sold it for. Let's see here. Gotta go back to my other page. Here. Sold it for like eight, I think. Yeah. And then bought it back from the same guy for five hundred. And then sold it for six fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so you ended up making like four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, Overall. on yeah, without on just the same guitar, flipping it twice. <laughs> you should you should That's text insane. the person that you sold it to the second time. You should text that guy and just go, "Hey, you know what? I just have a weird feeling that you might want to sell this guitar for five hundred bucks." Is that true? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I and heard you were like, into oh selling gosh, guitars yeah. for five hundred bucks. Do you want to sell it back to me? Oh man! So that was a weird. That's and that good. was the one. That was when I had that great idea to like live stream the deal because I was kind of worried about it because it had like white Les Pauls or kind of or, or even any solid color Les Paul, especially light colored. Um, Are associated paint... with criminals. Oh, exactly. No, if the paint ever chips, it's like really obvious because it's got, you know, dark wood underneath it. Right. Um, and it had kind of chipped around the strap button where I take I took out the strap locks to sell it. And then when I put the other ones back in, it kind of chipped around it so i was all worried about that and you know but then the guy came in it and looked at it he didn't even pull it out of the case he just looked at it and then gave me 650 bucks and walked away because <laughs> he knew he was getting he, had, he felt like he was getting he's like i've had this guitar before yeah he's <laughs> like oh yeah i own this i remember this my baby has returned <laughs> yeah that's the front like i don't remember who sold it to me the first time because it was just some random dude <laughs> That'd be pretty hilarious if it was the same guy. <laughs> I didn't even thought about that. So that's probably my biggest flip. Someone, I remember someone commented on the group though and was like, hey, if I don't, if I'm not in a PW band or if I don't flip gear, am I still allowed to be in the group? And I think, I think I'm kind of the exception as far as how much stuff I go through. Isn't that true? Like, I don't think a ton of people in Gear Slum flip gear a lot 
Yeah, I don't really flip stuff much. I mean, I try to buy stuff cheap and sell it so that I can at least like recoup all the shipping and fees. Yeah, but, yeah, but you don't you don't like explicitly go out and buy stuff just to flip it though, really. Just for the- yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, I, I never have. I I do. I I don't do it. I don't think I do it to like at the um. You're the you're quantity. doing it with like. I was gonna say quality. Um, oh. <laughs> there because like I was looking at my reverb feed, um, my my history, and I like I do it. I. I well, I don't do it now, but the last couple years prior to this fall, I was like, I was on Craigslist all the time when somebody says, hey, selling selling off my pedal board, you know, these are my itemized prices for all these pedals. And then I'm like, okay, awesome. And I jump on it and I go, okay, how about $200? Deal. Yeah. Yeah. For all of those, and I sell them off and make, you know, seventy-five bucks altogether, and that is the kind of thing that I like. Those are the ones that I do. Like I'm, I, I was like selling, um, the my post office. All the people at my post office knew knew me by name, and I was selling pedals like once, at least once a week, but not yeah, like yeah. guitars. I don't. I, I'm not like. <coughs> I'm dealing in 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 a, in much less. Yeah, see, my flips are usually like just being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. See, part of it was I had this job, and I still I still do to a certain extent, where I worked downtown, like in a very central location, and I was able to pretty much come and go as I pleased. You know, mm-hmm. so if something oh, right. popped up, if something popped up for like an insane price, I could just get in my car and go get it before anyone else did. Right. Um, so you, that's most of my flips were just buying single items for significantly less than they would normally sell for, you know. Gotcha. And that includes that includes a lot of guitars and amps. Like I just bought that Blues Deluxe last week for 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um and so I should it, it actually looks like Clint's probably going to buy it from me, but um you know, that's quite a bit below what it would normally sell for. Clint yeah. Duke. Yeah, my brother. Sorry. He's not heavy. He listened. Yeah, he's not heavy. Well, he is actually. Our other two our other two brothers aren't though. Okay, what's another All Did right. you did, did everyone talk about their best flip? Aaron, did you? Um yeah, mine was the clean slate. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. What's another good end of year question? Um uh, what's what you... your biggest miss? What's your biggest friendship? Or regret? What's your biggest regret? What's the biggest mistake you made in your marriage? <laughs> Yikes. What, That's a what very is your, topic. What is your I biggest failure Phil's, as a husband? I think Phil's is becoming a teacher. <laughs> hey Hey-o. What's the... Hey, speaking of failures, I gotta go. <laughs> It's not twelve. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Phil's leaving early. <laughs> no, no I'm leaving. Are you? I'm what? not. Okay, so I'm what, not... what was what? your biggest <laughs> miss, though? Almost that you almost had, and then it it slipped through we'll your fingers. It. Mine was 
this dude locally, and this is gonna be like my first big flip if it would have gone through. He had a like a black Russian big muff listed on Craigslist for twenty bucks. And I emailed him within like half an hour of the posting. And he emailed me back like a day and a half later and said that it was gone. Yeah, that was a bummer. I was really upset. I think mine was probably like there have been a couple strats like and one of them it was an American strat that sold for like two hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. And I saw it like twenty minutes after it listed and it was already gone or someone was already on their way to pick it up, so that it made me wish that I had never seen it, you know. Yeah. Mm. But but that happens fairly regularly. Right. It's part of the game. Part of the yep. game. All right, guys. All right, Phil. What's your biggest miss, Phil? I don't I I don't uh <sighs> I don't remember. I I know I've had a couple and I can't think of anything right now. Um I you know what? I think there was a there was a Blues Junior that I wanted that um it, that was a an awesome price and then it sold and I missed it and then that the one that I got was actually a better price. So I feel like kind of a jerk bringing it up, but like <laughs> so it worked it like, out for you. Yeah, because it was like my biggest miss led to my biggest deal. Right, because it was like Blues, <laughs> exactly. Blues Junior for one eighty. That's an amazing deal. And then called the guy. He's like, "Oh, sorry, bro, it's sold." And I was like, "Oh no!" And then, um, and I was super bummed about it. And then two weeks later, um, Blues Junior for one fifty. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and yeah, I got, that's crazy. And I got that one. So, um, yes, yeah. Well, that was our year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except, except we'll have a couple more episodes before we still got two more episodes. I know, but next time we're going to talk about our Christmas wish lists and things like that. It's it's Christmas themed now, so we got to get the year review out early. I see. Okay, so we can move on to bigger and better things. Okay, Uh, we still we still got to do like our best, our favorite gear of the year and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll do that. This is more like a personal podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Three weeks thanks later. Gear, or thanks weeks Gearving, later. Thanks Gearving for friendship. <laughs> thanks Gearving right, for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Bye, guys. Thanks for friendship.